Dempsey with Week in the Tackle, the Week in the Tackle podcast. That is Brian Dunseth. I am Tom Rennie. Now, we're going to be on holiday a bit during June and July because it's a, it's a hard season. Dunny's deserved his break. That tan does not top up itself. And <laughs> I've got kids now and we've got to get the f- out of the house. Sorry, Tim. So we're, we're having a little bit of time off. I know we're having a little bit of time off over the summer. What we're going to be doing is a bunch of question time programs. So on the Week in the Tackle Twitter page, the Week in the Tackle YouTube, our individual social medias, we have been canvassing for questions from our listeners that we will answer in a series of 10, 15 minute question time programs. And nothing is off the table. It's like a Reddit AMA. Uh, you could ask Danny anything you want from length to girth, and he will give you that answer. It won't necessarily be the truth, but he certainly will say something. Uh, Tim Horsey is our producer, and he's been collating the questions, and here he is right now with the first of them. Yeah, I just got to say the week in the tackle audience does not disappoint. I'm going to give you gentlemen the option because I actually broke these down into two separate categories. Hmm. Football-related questions that are kind of on the topic that we discuss every week. And then the unusual, the goofy unusual. ones, the kind of out of left field. Unusual, yeah. All right, unusual. we'll start. We'll start with that. We'll kind of go back and forth here. Uh, and again, you can submit these on YouTube uh, as a YouTube comment. You can leave a nice review on Spotify on any Spotify episode now, Apple as well, uh, and Twitter as well. We sent out uh, a couple calls to action there, and the people responded um, with with some good ones. Uh, we'll go with Aaron here first. Summer attire are cargo khakis acceptable? What's the SPF level on your sunscreen? And do you have a particular summer beer or alcohol of choice during the summer? Danny, I'll start with you. Well, I'm going to Cabo in about 48 hours. So cargo pants are never acceptable, never acceptable at this stage of 2023. Uh, SPF 50 on the tattoos uh, and then just whatever you got laying around for the rest of it. And since we're going to Cabo, my wife and I do a shot of tequila at 10 a.m. followed up by vodka soda. So we have a, we have a rule three tequila shots a day over the course of the entire day while you are down in Cabo San Lucas. So that that's like a Dunseth-ism type of holiday. I've got to say, I am in full lockstep and agreement with Danny on, on the cargo shorts. Just awful. An awful thing. Um, one of my best <laughs> friends will only wear cargo shorts. And honestly, every time I see him, I just the blood boils inside me and I want to rip his shorts off. But then I realized actually that's far too sexualized for a buffet. Family show. For, yeah. for like a family buffet I've been invited to, so we don't do that. But I mean, just awful. Awful shorts. All clothes should be, you know, straight-legged. There should be straight lines and clear-cut to all the clothes you're wearing. Uh, cargo shorts, awful. Plus, if you put stuff in the pockets, you look like a camel. Like, none <laughs> of it makes sense. Just they're an awful clothing item. Mm. Too many pockets is a big issue with modern clothing, I think. There's only two places pockets should be inside the jacket and front pocket, but don't put your phone in the front pocket. If you wear nice jeans, you're going to ruin your trousers, but don't put your phone in the back pocket because you will get mugged. So you think to yourself, oh, I'll buy cargo shorts. No, jacket, jacket. Or I'm not against a little man bag. Hmm. Post. Um, sunscreen, I'm a bald man, so strong. Um, <laughs> like SP, I like, like SPF 200. 50 on the head. Like the strongest you can get. If they were stronger, like they do special ones for kids. Mm. So I will use the kids sun cream on my head because it will just, I went out this weekend uh, to a friend's barbecue and it was inexplicably hot in England on Saturday. It was the day of the playoff fire of the Luton game. And I was outside checking to someone for like 10 minutes and you get that thing where you touch your head and it goes white. You see that? That's burn. I burn my head talking to someone outside for just 10 minutes. So strong. 
sun cream is what I'd advise. And drink wise, we're actually not big drinkers in in my house. Like I have, I mean, I can, I can compete. I can, I can take people on. Mm. Um, if I'm out, I'll be out all night. But if I'm not out, then I'd rather not drink around the house. So I'd recommend a nice non-alcoholic. Uh, if you're on holiday, lemon Fanta. I always like mm. by the pool. Um, and if not, if you can get it in America, Iron Brew, the single greatest drink ever created by humanity. They had to legally take the sugar out of Iron Brew because no one in Scotland had teeth anymore. That's only partially a joke. Um, so get the sugarless Iron Brew Extra. Big tip. All right. Well, I'm going to go to this one here, and maybe Dunny will be a better expert on this based on the answers you guys just gave. But this also sort of relates to sport uh, in general. And this comes from Carly on Twitter, who says, Tom, what sport would be better with a mandatory amount of alcohol? <laughs> as a player or a, a viewer? As a, pl- as a player, as a, as a participant in said sport. Oh, what a fantastic question. I feel like... I don't want it to be a fast paced sport. Like I was thinking tennis there for a moment, but then I thought, actually that's quite, you got to do a lot of heavy sprinting and after a few minutes, you just give up. So I feel like something like golf would be an excellent drunk sport because you're going to end up just shanking the ball left and right, right and left into the water. You're jumping in the water to get it. And frankly, you can play it drunk anyway. Um, So golf potentially, and even though I don't recommend this, I kind of would like to see someone drive a Formula One car after a whiskey. Oh, boy. Just to see, because you couldn't ever do it. You will mm. never see that in your life for very, very obvious safety reasons. Yeah. If there was a possibility to put a drunkman in a Formula One car and somehow we could create a scenario where they 100% would be all right, I would love to see like a race between two mm. super drunk F1 drivers. Because you're never going to see that. So. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, go- golf is the correct answer, Tim Horsey. Um, and and my friends and I, depending on if there's anyone around on the course, uh, if you're at the tee box and you've had a few adult beverages, uh, what we used to do is if you didn't hit it past the ladies' tee, uh, you had to take your next shot with your pants around your ankles. <laughs> That's such a good idea. Right? I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, golf is probably the only one here. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to a Spotify review. So Jerry left a review on Spotify on our episodes here. Every episode comes with us. Submit your questions for Do- Tom and Dunny here, uh, and I can go through it and look at those as well. And uh, Dunny, we'll start with you because we'll just get the biases out of the way here. Who had a better season, Arsenal or Manchester United? Now, at time of now, at time of recording, Ooh. we do not know the result of the, the FA, FA Cup. Um, I, I would say that Arsenal's had the better season. Um, I think for Mikel Arteta to take this group of players and change their mentality, even though they fell short at the end of the day by their own undoing, it had nothing to do with Man City. It had to do with their losses um, and and dropping points. That I think that that they have sounded the warning bell for every other team in the Premier League that. They are for real, and they are a, a serious competitor with regards to not just the Champions League spot, but going to push other teams as far as they're capable of pushing. That's for me. Uh, Manchester United, I think, has done. Eric Ten Hag has done a great job. I, I think maneuvering around what was laid in front of him. Whether you talk about previous managers, you talk about uh, locker room power by the players, or 
the stupidity of Ed Woodward giving out contracts that were so undeserved. It was ridiculous to win a trophy is something to clinch third place in the premier league is something, uh, and to be in an FA cup final is something. Um, so he's done a good job, but I think Mikel Arteta with that group of players, what he's done this season, Arsenal's had the better season. I think they both had bad seasons. <laughs> I think that Arsenal have had a bad season because they were, we were doing this, this competition, like who had the better season, like Arsenal, it was there, right? It was there to be won and they were going to upset the odds and usurp this sovereign wealth fund who was stealing the game for a season by season, point lead. contract yeah. by contract that this massive lead in April and they did blow it. All this thing, oh, they bottled it. They didn't bottle it. They bottled it. They didn't bottle it. Arsenal are not going to be in a title race again anytime soon, right? This this was it. This was the moment. Someone every year is going to try and step up to take on the sovereign wealth fund of Manchester City. This was Arsenal year. It was all there. And for whatever reason, it fell apart. We can talk about bottle deal or whatever, but it fell apart. The window was there and they didn't win it. What they achieved was Champions League qualification. Terrific. That's great. Are Arsenal going to win the Champions League? No. So who gives a they're not ever going to win the Champions League, right? Sorry, Tim. They ain't going to do it. They couldn't do it when they had Thierry actual Henri. So they ain't going to do it now. So all the Champions League is at this point is extra group games for Real Madrid and Arsenal get the congratulations. There are extra games for teams because Real Madrid at some point in history wanted some more money out of the Champions League and they invented some extra group games and put more teams in it. Yada, 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 right? So that's what they won. For Manchester United, on the biggest wage bill in the country, they did squeak into the Champions League places with a couple of games to go. But I don't really buy there's a particularly discernible way of Eric Ten Hag playing football. I think he's got some big results because he's a very good counter-attacking manager. But has he had a great season from Anthony? No. Has he had a great season from Jaden Sancho? No. Casemiro? Yeah, he's had some good moments, but all this play of the season stuff is massively, massively overdone. Eric's had a good start to the season, failed kind of miserably in the second half of the campaign post-injury. Has any of the defenders got better? Martinez, yes. Varane, okay. Sure. Juan mm. Bissaka, yeah, defending a bit better. De Gea, everything has sort of been just about all right. I think any, I think plenty of other managers could have delivered that pretty decent season. Eric Ten Hag is clearly a counter-attacking manager. He wants to counter-punch, but I don't think you're going to be able to do that and compete with Manchester United. So I think if I was to give them both grades, I would say D. Equally bad. Always harsh from Tom Rennie, but that's why we love him. All right, let's move over. One last review here, uh, or review end question, I should say. And again, you can keep sending those in. We're going to do a bunch of these episodes over the summer to answer your questions um, while the guys are away a little bit. This comes from, and part of the reason I'm just picking this name, it's an Apple review from Loggerhead O'Toole, which is oh, probably good. my favorite name that I've ever seen. Uh, he goes, first off, I love the show. Tom is my favorite commentator, so Dunny, you can f*** off. I added that point. Sorry, Dunny. <laughs> What do you think of a playoff system that puts the bottom three of the Premier League against the three promotion teams from the championship to settle who stays up and who doesn't? Basically, this sets the precedent that if you want to advance to the top tier, you first have to defeat a top tier side. What are your thoughts here, Mr. Rennie? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the friendly fire to Dunny in the question. And I, look, I, I like this. I like this because... I'm all for the champions going up from the championship. I think the champions, you win the league, you get a reward for it. But I noticed this year, I don't know if you guys saw this, Sheffield United came second and they gave them a trophy. 
they lifted the trophy at Bramall Lane. And I just thought, you didn't actually win anything. Mm. Um, so I find that really strange. Plus participation. I, I, participation trophy. This yeah, is it. ridiculous. Well done for not winning. Here's your trophy. Because it is weird when you come second and get this massive reward when you didn't really achieve anything uh, per se. So... I think that's weird. I love the playoffs and I love the fact Luton Town can come up during the playoffs, but I love the way the Bundesliga do it. And I think it'd be better in the Premier League because the gap between Bundesliga 1 and Bundesliga 2 is, is gargantuan, really. Like, it's enormous. Whereas the teams coming up from the uh, the championship and the teams going down the Premier League, there isn't that much difference in them, mm. I don't think, in terms of quality, in terms of, of players, certainly from Southampton to Burnley. You know, I mean, one of them, Nathan Teller, was kind of Burnley's best player, and he's a Southampton player already. So it's all a bit, I don't know. I think this is fantastic. I'd love to see it. I think maybe bottom goes down and top goes up. The other two positions, I'd love to throw into a playoff. Um, I got to be honest with you. I missed the question because I was so angry at you cursing at me that uh, I just listened to whatever he said. Can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, now you know how I f***ing feel every episode. Uh, He said, what do you think? Sorry, Danny. Sorry, Danny there. Surely. Pulling back the curtain. I, I mean, the amount of episodes where it's been about 20 cuss words and 15 of them are it's done. It's not about you, Tim. It's not I, about you. It's about I'm, the listeners. I'm well aware. It's always about it's the listeners. It's just there making money. You should make it work for yourself now. I just know. sitting here making it work for yourself. I mean, what I gotta... a silly, silly f***er. Hey? Yeah, I knew it. Sorry, it Tim. Is. As he scrambles down notes. Uh, yeah, the question is, what do you think of a playoff system that puts the bottom three of the Premier League against the uh, three promotion sides of the championship mm, yeah. to settle who stays up and who goes down? Well, it, it, it does happen. It happens in the Bundesliga. We've, we've seen it happen. That's how Schalke went down. That's how Hamburg went down a couple of years ago. Um, I, I, I believe it's the same thing that happens in Sweden where the bottom team or the, the second to bottom team goes into uh, a, a two-legged affair with the second place finisher in the Allsvenskan as well. Uh, so I, I think it's, it's, I can't believe it hasn't been done. I think it, it still gives you that lifeline. I know there's that punishment, but I mean, you talk, we, we talk about the beauty of these playoffs and what these look like to then give two teams, the opportunity to completely change the course of their existence in a one-off um, outside of league play. I, I think it, it now here's the interesting thing. The holier than now Rennies will be out there going, you're changing the sanctity of the way the game is correctly played over here. Not once have we ever thought about having something like this because we we are a table where promotion and relegation matters. This accent is wild. Absolutely it wild. matters. This is, we wrote the laws of the game. This is the sanctity of the Premier League and we shall never allow this system to be upended in the way that you are suggesting, good sir. And what? good night. What? That was like Steve McLaren trying to do German <laughs> aristocracy. No, no, Steve McLaren doing freaky deaky Dutch. <laughs> freaky deaky Dutch. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, you're welcome. Um, I, I would love to see it won't happen. Arrogance. It was such a journey. The accent was such a journey. <laughs> I just don't a, think. A lot, of, a lot of different directions. That took me all over the place. That was Please wild. watch the YouTube as well, because the, the head motions that came with that accent too, <laughs> like. That that's what was needed there. <laughs> that was all over the place. Uh, look, I've, that's a good description. It was a good description and depiction of the Rennies. At that Christmas. is 
I actually said it was a good idea, but you weren't listening. Um, that's the end of our question yes. time episode. Uh, we're going to do a few more of these during the summer because mm-hmm. Danny and I are going to go on our holidays for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Tim will have one of his many, many weekends away too, which go on for like eight days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look, send your questions in. You can send them in to, to Twitter. Follow us on Week in the Tackle, at Week in the Tackle. You can find me on Twitter, Thomas J. Rennie. Tim Horsey on Twitter as well. Danny is on, on the gram. You can find him there. It's an open channel you can follow. You can write your questions in your reviews. We love your reviews uh, on both Apple and Spotify. You can write a view now as well. So stick it on there, plus on YouTube as well. So there's loads of ways, all right? Uh, And Tim is always looking for them. He's scooping up the questions. We're going to do two, three, four of these uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Plus, we will do a show post-Conference League final as well, probably on that Tuesday, especially if we won. Um, If we didn't win, we might, I don't know, talk about something else. Probably not. Uh, Right. That is Brian Dunny Dunseth. I am Tom Rennie. Tim Horsey produced the programme and co-hosted today's episode. It's been Week in the Tackle. We'll see you next time.